You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the Broadway Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. And make sure to check out the Broadway Podcast Network. We are proud members of BPN. To see an array of amazing Broadway-themed podcasts, you can go to broadwaypodcastnetwork.com forward slash broadwayhusbands. Okay, we have two of my favorite people on the podcast today. Very special guests. I'm very excited. Um, So this couple have an array of Broadway credits under their belts. But most importantly, they're friends of ours and they love Disney. So this conversation may go in many directions. So just (laughs) go with us. Um, Go with us because you're going to really have a good time. So welcome to the podcast. Jared Bradshaw and Lindsay Northern Bradshaw. Hi, Hi, Stephen. We are so happy to be here. Yay. New IRL, as the kids say in real life. I, I, it's been what a year, right? Yeah, what yeah. a year. I never, I never thought I'd say this, but we're coming to you live from Orlando, Florida. Yeah. That's right. Well, so tell our listeners if they don't know. Um, Lindsay and I, when the shutdown happened last year, Lindsay and I were both doing Wicked together. Which, but I knew, I mean, I knew you before then. And anyone listening might know Lindsay from a certain ice cream commercial. True. But tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody. Um, a little bit about your your experience as performers and we'll talk a little bit about how you met and all that stuff too but tell us tell us your who you are as uh professionals in the world so i've been in wicked as brett said um for a really long time like 13 years which is like 100 years in regular people job time so she's saying she's a legend is what she's saying. oh i don't know <laughs> um saying i'm moderately old is what i'm saying but um I've been in Wicked for a really long time. Um, I also uh, have gotten to do a lot of commercials, which I really, really enjoy. Um, I just have hair that is a cool color on television, so it worked out. And you're funny and good yeah. and talented. Yeah, it worked out great. Thank you. And um, and then I have done a couple of um, little roles on TV shows and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I do. Jared, what have you done? Um, I'm a professional ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the last Broadway show I did was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I got to cover uh, three of the principal roles in that, Willy Wonka and Grandpa Joe and Mr. Salt, and uh, played Jerry Jubilee. Another chocolate winner has been found. Um, and then before that, I did Jersey Boys for eight years, and I did five years on Broadway, but I started uh, with the, over a year in Chicago and then a year on the tour, and Lindsay and I got married. But... Uh, the most fun thing I think I've done in New York, though, is uh, three years doing Forbidden Broadway. If you don't know what Forbidden Broadway is, it's like a parody of Broadway shows. So um, we would, you know, make fun of Broadway shows in the best way. So, so like Brett's show, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, was 
shitty, shitty bang, bang. So, um, you know, I love, Savage. can I say that? So I love, uh, um, I love uh, all of these shows that we make fun of. I mean, we make fun of Les Mis and Ragtime yeah. and Phantom. And I mean, Wicked. And the better the and the better the show is, the more fun it is to make fun of because people really love Les Mis because it takes itself so seriously. So um, yeah. it's really funny. So I did that show for three years and got to do a cast recording and invite you know Stephen Sondheim and David Hyde Pierce and Rollins Barso. So that was a great like kickoff yeah. to my New York career. We were born to um, do that one, that's but, for sure. Yeah, but me and Lindsay were so lucky to get to do Broadway shows for long runs. We had this mm-hmm. magical period of time that is unheard of and so rare where we were both in a Broadway show. A block away from each a other. A block away from each other for like years. And the most fun part so about that, that was Jersey Boys and Wicked. Yeah. And like the signs in Times Square were stacked on top of each other. So our engagement photos are in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a dream come true. And you know, it's so funny. Like you look back on stuff like that. And at the time you were like, yeah, you know, cool. Yeah. You know, and then later you're like, what? I can't believe we, we had that opportunity. We got to do that. It's like, once in no one's lifetime, you know, that we had to do that. One of my favorite stories, uh, when Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had its uh, 10 month run, its brief run. Um, she was brief. Uh, we did a ticket trade with Wicked, right? And so mm-hmm. um, the cast of Wicked came to see our show and I was on as my normal reporter slash Oompa Loompa role. And, um, and then a week later, the cast of Charlie got to go see Wicked, but it just to be, happened to be one of those nights where Lindsay was on for Glenda. And so, all of yeah, my friends, magic. all of my friends just thought I was the coolest because they were like, your wife is Glenda every day. I was like, no, 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 every day. no this, this, <laughs> yeah. this just lines up like it this. It is something I forgot to mention that I understudy Glinda and I've done that for a long time, but I like almost never play Glinda. So the fact that that happened was so special. Um, and we have some beautiful photos um, from the dad of one of the little Charlies took with his super fancy camera at the bounced, curtain call because yeah, he's classy. He didn't take pictures during the show um, of Glenda. <laughs> and we have one like blown up on our wall as a canvas. Uh, so Lindsay cool. doesn't enlarge photos of herself, but I, I, don't. I do. I really enlarge. <laughs> if you guys could see our home, it's a shrine to our own selves. It's <laughs> and our, and our friends and family There's and a, trips. Yeah, but it's like... <laughs> It's wall to wall, beautiful canvases of us doing things. I would say there's a very large percentage of Disney park photos and um, on stage Broadway photos. And Lindsay's favorite thing is traveling. So we have a whole oh, yeah. wall of just, you know, the countries we visited, That's, which that is- was my design, the um, travel wall. So. Um, you know, I'm, I think everybody is probably on our page with, during the pandemic with the wanderlust, you know, like you want to go places so bad. And that's the thing, you know. Being... And it makes me happy to have that wall of and it's, you know, by country. And we have the pictures of us from uh, most recent trip, which was Costa Rica, our trip to Japan, um, Ireland, Spain, Ireland, France, Spain. blah, blah, blah. But yeah. the but the amazing thing is right before the pandemic happened, we went to Tokyo the August before the pandemic. And then went to Costa Rica. And when you're both in Broadway shows, like Lindsay was always like, okay, it's just about six months away. There's the extra um, day off. Yeah, uh, you got to look a- for the extra person, the day where like the schedule changes. Mm-hmm. So at Wicked, the change, the schedule changes all the time. <laughs> but mostly when like school schedules change or so like we'll have um, Monday be our day off. 
Um, and then there's a period of time where Sunday night and Monday are a day off. And then there's a period of time where it switches back to having Sunday off. At that point, you get Sunday and Monday off in a row. So what you're going to want to do is keep your eye out, snag that vacation week, but then, you got to have, you got to be on your game. Then all the ensemble girls hate you because you snagged you a little bit. <laughs> uh, But those are Lindsay's best friends. But it was so interesting right before the pandemic, I think February 24th, we came back from Costa Rica and Disney World. And I remember getting on the plane in Costa Rica, flying to Orlando. You know who was in- We're Disney obsessed. Yeah. I was like, we saw the signs that said, have you been to the Wuhan province in China? Yeah. And we were like, is this really, is it this serious? But it was like three weeks, four weeks before Broadway shut down. And of course you guys, I know, had a trip right there. They the, were in- Yeah, we were there. So anyway, <laughs> we can get to all of yeah. that. But uh, yeah. it was amazing to be in another country and of course, that was our last, you know, vacation. So um, yeah, it was, it was a good well, we'll talk about your permanent vacation you're on currently. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but talk about on your path when you met. Yeah, were you oh, doing yeah. shows together, or so, how did you so meet? Jared and I met um, through mutual friends when I was in when we were both in college. So it was like a brief meeting there, and then four years later, we worked together at Heritage Repertory Theater, which is a summer stock theater in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's an Erda Equity House right there on the campus and a great theater in the middle of everything. We had both worked there before and we were in the same, we were cast in the same show. Opposite each other. Opposite each other. Return to the Forbidden Planet. The musical. If you don't know the Is that real? That's real? real? Return to the Forbidden Planet (laughs) ran for like a decade in London and then they tried to do it off Broadway. Um, in the theater where Little Shop was. And it's set in outer space on a spaceship done completely in Shakespearean verse with rock and roll oldies. Based on The Tempest. It's a jukebox musical, but it's based on The Tempest. So it's like, but soft, what light through yonder airlock breaks. Tis my daughter, Jeepers, what a hun. Ah, I love the colorful clothes she wears. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I wish I could have seen that. I sang Robot Man. I sang... Um, Does he love yeah. me? I want to know. Was, it's that kind of show. That happened. And Does it have a cult following? I mean, I've never... It did in London. The United Kingdom, yes. It mm. did, just did not translate in the United States of America yeah. very it well. It sound like... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it sounds like maybe like the Queen show. Um, we were uh, we were rock you that just was a huge thing in London and can, just could not grab its hooks. Guys, it's just not always the same. Yeah, so, they can't all be Mamma Mia. Yeah, so. and it didn't work out. Um, but we did it at a Summerstock Theater. You know, years later uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia. And um, we did our best and we had a really great time. Our first kiss was in a church basement rehearsals because that's where yeah. the rehearsals were. And so, our, you know, it was one of those aw- awkward, like fake stage kisses. And, yeah. Um, but then we went on a date to Wendy's and got Frosties. We did go on a date to Wendy's. I gave Jared a ride to audition at the um, at theater in Signature DC. Theater in DC. Yeah. And that was kind of our first date. Too. Yeah. Two hours in the car. You can really hey, get to know each listen, other. Listen to some cast recordings. We listened to Susicle and The Man of No Importance. That's, that's right. That's our relationship. We did. That's quite quite a range there. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. It just air, it's all Aaron and Flaherty. It's the rainbow of Aaron's and Flaherty. The rainbow like, of Aaron's and Flaherty. Yeah. yeah. So we were nerding out um, on Broadway stuff and off Broadway stuff. Man of No Importance is an off Broadway musical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we nerd out on different things. So that's kind of the core of our relationship. Just like nerding out. Nerds. 
And now yeah. we're Disney nerds, yeah. Yeah. But that's how when, we met in Summerstock. When did the so when did the uh, Disney nerddom enter your lives? <laughs> now Jared's Well, you guys it. can't see this. I'm actually wearing my little Disney Cruise Line zip up hoodie from two thousand one. Um when I was a kid, Lindsay's wearing a Disney shirt too. When I was a kid, um my girlfriend's family growing up, the my the dad, Rod, got us the annual pass, right? And so we were in Atlanta. And you're from Georgia. You're both from yeah. Georgia. Yeah, right? and we were in Atlanta, and that's quite a drive to Orlando. It's like seven hours. But if you get an annual pass, all you have to do is go like eight times in a year, and it pays for itself. So we took a trip and had four park days and then took another trip 11 months later and had four park days. So I fell in love with Disney then and, of course, grew up, you know, with all of the animated features and um, the DTV Disney channel. But in 2001, I got to work on the Disney wonder right out of college and did Hercules, the musical and voyage of the ghost ship an original musical they wrote for Broadway. That was not quite there. And um, Disney dreams where I got to play Cinderella's dad, you know, love, love, and I got to operate Sebastian, Sebastian. and Lumiere. And um, it was, it was special. And I got to host a game show. Um, who wants to be a Mouseketeer? Which is another moment where Jared was living like his best And that's life. what that's what I really meant to be. Uh, you know, to be a game show I always wanted to be a Broadway actor, but I would be a much better game show host. That's what I should be doing. And so mm -hmm. that's what we're creating. We've already yeah. filmed a few episodes of Disney Dad Trivia. And it debuts this Sunday. So um, you guys, can't wait for you to see it. When I saw Jared do Disney Dad Trivia, now I was a contestant. You know, here in this room where we're sitting and recording this podcast with Brett Stephen, um, we have we painted the wall blue. Even though we're renting this apartment, we don't know how much trouble we're going to be in, but it has really paid off because you don't have to set up the backdrop every time, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so our our seven year old daughter Georgia is uh, and I compete on Disney Dad trivia, and the first time we did it, I literally was like, "Oh wow, Jared, you were." Okay, you were born to do this. This is what we should be doing all the time. <laughs> it was amazing to just watch him like become a game show host, like he was waiting for the moment this whole time. <laughs> so uh, we're we're fil filming a bunch of those. So hopefully that'll be another yes, random thing we put out into the universe. Sorry, we're tangent. during COVID time. But yeah, Jared was on the um, Disney Cruise Line, and that's where he he worked for Disney. And then we started dating. I liked Disney films as a kid, but I didn't. I only took one trip to Disney World with my grandmother when we went to Epcot in the eighties. Um, so so I, he I, really started it. I took yeah. Lindsay to, on a trip, a date to uh, Disney World, and I showed her all the Utilidors entrances, right? The secret entrances in the park where you just where you would a cast member would go downstairs and you go into the tunnels underneath Magic Kingdom. And Lindsay was like, "Are you making this up?" I was like, "No, there really are down yeah. there." And when you take traditions class and work in Orlando or on the cruise line, you get to tour those and it's amazing. And so I loved telling Lindsay all the Disney trivia and those bits of information. And then, uh, you know, Lindsay was like, this is awesome. So much so that Lindsay, we, I would be like, Lindsay, let's get a picture with Mickey. And she's like, we have to let all these kids go ahead of us. I said, no, 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 no. This is for everyone. It's yeah. for adults and kids and It took parents. me a while to figure it out, though. I was like, isn't this for kids? It's not for kids. It's, it's not for everyone. just for kids. And now I fully, 100% am in line. I want to meet everybody. I want my picture with Tinkerbell. Let's do this every time. <laughs> so then I took her on the it Disney Wonder. Yeah. I showed her my ship where I lived for eight months. And yeah. we got to go on a cruise and then after that it was crazy she got to shoot csi miami in la yeah and i got to have my first trip into disneyland in anaheim in what 
2005 Yeah, that was the, that's six. one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me is how I somehow was cast in an episode of CSI Miami because the producer saw me in the, in a Chase Bank commercial that was 30 seconds long. Get your cash back. And I just bob and weave and try not to get hit by coins in the commercial. And I think I had one line and she was like, who is that? I She needs to be this role in the next episode. But she had to audition. I did. I submitted a self-tape um, where I was an abusive pageant mom. And um, that, on, on that trip, Lindsay got there yeah. and she was like, so... And they were like, well, you don't start shooting for five days or something. And, and Lindsay like, was like, what? I'm sorry, what? And I, I was unemployed yeah. <laughs> and came along for the ride. And so we did Disneyland, Universal, California Adventure, Six Flags Magic Mountain. So it was just yeah, like we the hiked crazy, the Hollywood sign. Uh, yeah, we did LA That was too. so cool. And Wicked, um, being in Wicked for a very long time, paid off in those moments, just like in the moments when I shot those commercials where – I would just try to do everything I could to be as good of an employee as possible and do extra things and do favors so that when I needed a favor, which felt like a lot of the time, um, they were really pretty cool about it almost all the time. Yeah, which so you couldn't have been to... if you were the standby for Glenda or Glenda. or. That's true. I was, you know, there were so many people that, you know, there's swings that could cover for me and other Glenda understudies. And so... Wicked let me uh, have a leave of absence for two weeks to go to L.A. and shoot CSI Miami. They've given me uh, several leaves um, and personal days to shoot commercials. Um, I think I've done it 13 times. Yeah, and that's, Wicked. A, that's a great thing about being in the ensemble. People don't realize that uh, in a long running show, say you're in Phantom or Lion King. I mean, Lindsay has a friend that was, has been in Lion King like the whole time. And yeah. so you can have a career like that. And you also they can't just fire you because they don't like you anymore. A principal mm -hmm. contract is like this contract six months and then we'll decide if we want to keep you on. Yeah. But the ensemble track contracts, the pink contracts are different. And so that's a wonderful thing. A lot of people don't realize. Um, yeah. There's some, some definite pros to not being the star of the show. And that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when so you have a little girl named Georgia, yes. who's not so little at this stage. She's yeah, seven. Seven. In She's second grade. seven. What what when did you start planning to grow your family? When was that decision made? Okay, so we had been married. I mean, I've always wanted uh kids or a kid. Um, Me too. Yeah, and uh <laughs> we got married and then I I think what we were mar married for about three years. Uh, or two years when we started planning to have a child. And um, we were both on the same page about it sort of naturally at the same time, which I think is a luxury. Not everybody's marriage is like that. Um, it's uh, We were actually that way with getting married too, which is interesting because um, we dated for seven years before. Really? And we had that conversation like, you know, I want to marry you, right? Yeah. But like, I'm in an off-probably show and I can't pay the rent. So um, how about I wait? And till, I wasn't and it, worried about it and you weren't worried about it. Yeah. And um, so we were lucky that we were both on the same page there. We got married and then we both sort of came to wanting to grow our family around the same time too, which was lucky. And um, also we both were in a Broadway show when we wanted to have a baby, which again is very lucky. So to be a woman who is an actor that chooses to get pregnant professionally, that is a big challenge because um, you're like, am I ever going to be able to work again? Am I going to look the same? Am I going to get my body to be in this in the same shape? 
Um, are people going to want to hire me now that I have a kid? I mean, all those things. If every Broadway actress knew that March was the time to get pregnant, then, you know. Well, a lot of them did. And <laughs> um, so we, we all we have a good friend that I was like, they should try and get pregnant. And luckily, they did. They did. And it's hard. So anyway, we, I, I, we should say this. We Lindsay was fortunate to get pregnant and we had a miscarriage. And I think that's yeah. important to talk about. And uh, it was early on, but um, yeah. we, we kept trying. But that's people are scared to talk about. And I think that's oh, important. Yeah. But we got Georgia. We were meant to have Georgia and she's perfect. And yeah. Lin, Lindsay has two sisters. I have a brother, but we're so happy being parents of one child in New York. I'm like, how could I have more? And I pray for yeah. to have more than one kid because the strollers and the subway and elevators. But, and- but making the decision to get pregnant as a performer or to try to grow your family and adopt um, or foster a child or, or whatever, you know, whatever means you go about to grow your family is a complicated decision when you're a performer because um, it's a very unpredictable lifestyle you you don't know what your schedule is going to look like you you've never especially if this is your first child you're like I, how many hours does this take am i able to do this is this like possible right. um but we i remember getting a lot of support from other people in the show especially other parents in the show women in the dressing room but also like you know jordan the sound guy at wicked like yeah. he's a dad and he raised a kid in new york city and he continues to give me great advice. Stage managers that have kids have given me great advice. And so I felt, I, I, I felt really supported. Yeah. Something, I don't know about you, something but. really cool at Jersey boys, uh, drew Galing that some people might know from waitress or, um, he was in Jersey boys with me for a long time. Uh, he, uh, his wife at the time was pregnant and we were pregnant and our good friend, Kara Cooper was pregnant. Her husband's an actor. And so we had, we were all pregnant at the same time. And we had, babies in um july august july and august like it was june right, july august i think it was it yeah. was really amazing to have that happen and georgia was born at at curtain on a saturday night 805 you know because if you've been to a broadway show you know they don't start at eight right o'clock. um and um i i think we I called out of two shows. That was it. The day Georgia was born, I yeah. called out of two shows, but I, I don't know. I'm a swing. And I thought that, you know, being there was that important. And of course, Jersey boys was like, you know, we're going to pay you for those two shows. And it was like, they were my, very, really it was like cool. my maternity leave. And I could have asked to take off more time. I think paternity, paternity, paternity sorry, yeah. not a maternal, which is sorry. actually a real thing now. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a favorite. But now. I think <laughs> I probably could have asked for that. But of course, you know, Lindsay had not been working and, I wanted to not lose any shows. I and remember if you Andy said, Carl yeah. was calling out, I wanted to get that extra principal money. If you know, I was not, like, yeah. we had that conversation too in the hospital. Like I'm like in the bed, tiny little jelly bean sized Georgia is like right next to me. And he's like, I mean, should I go and do the night show? I mean, I could make $250. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I did. So I only- <laughs> you, uh, it was the next day. So oh, you missed the, the night day. show when she was born. And the next day you just missed the men. <laughs> and then you went at night. Cause I was like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be here. I brought her like a, you know, Philly cheesesteak and yeah, some curly some. fries or something, but her mom was there. And yeah. Lisa Brescia, another Lisa uh, Brescia came, um, <laughs> but it was magical. Her mom made it to New York city from North Carolina in six hours. Yeah. She was mowing the lawn. We were like, I think today's the day. And she hopped on a plane. So, but I only missed two shows and I regret, I should have just stayed there with Lindsay. At, <laughs> Hospital. I don't have any bad feelings about that at all. But, you know, I made whatever. I made the $250 that night. So, you know, that's, but as an actor, you never want to like rub and everybody it, wrong. Well, and you wanna... She was early too. Remember, babe, you had planned to take 
a week yeah. off. So a week went by with the newborn baby, which is a very tough week, y'all. <laughs> and then he had a week off after that. I remember the week between being really rough. Yeah. Where we were trying to breastfeed the baby and it was not working out, y'all. She was skinny. She looked like a spider monkey. She was like not, she didn't gain any weight. She just kept getting longer. She's turning yellow. She's turning yellow. She was like, we had to take her back to the doctor. And um, I had like two lactation consultants and was like in some class where I'm like trying to walk to Roosevelt Hospital and I'm like had given birth somewhat recently. So that was dicey. So this is important. <laughs> this is important. Uh, we so we switched to formula and Georgia immediately took to it thrived. and thrived yeah. and became a sunshine. So don't feel like, oh, my God, yeah, I have a lot know. of strong feelings about um, about this because it was sort of traumatic experience. Um, about trying to breastfeed the baby because I thought that, you know, like it was that or nothing. And a lot of people feel strongly about this in the other direction. And that's but fine. I know having seen my baby go from a yellow spider monkey to a happy cherubic angel princess really rapidly. Angel princess. I love that. <laughs> like well, she cried all the time and she was miserable because she was starving. And then we, we really tried and we tried, we used different resources and we tried everything and then we started supplementing with formula. So I continued to breastfeed for six months in addition to feeding her. So I fed her twice every time. So two different ways. But we gave her formula and now like she's extremely healthy and smart. And So new parents, don't yeah. be scared of formula. That's all I'm don't saying. Be scared. Okay? That's, that's good. That's, that's really good. I mean, okay. like, uh, when you guys, you know, I'm sure when you guys have your baby, there may be some formula involved. Or maybe they're, not. Hopefully they're yeah, I mean, we've I mean, made that decision. We yeah. both grew up on formulas. So yeah. Okay. And, look at us. and we're still are. alive. You're look gorgeous. Look how good your skin is. <laughs> I mean, it's the lighting. It's the, it's the Houston, uh, Texas light. Yeah. Houston, yeah, Texas the light. Texas sunshine, y'all. Wait, okay. So you got to raise your cherubic angel princess yeah. in Hell's that. Kitchen. Yes, we did. And you did that for a majority of her life so far. So yeah. really her first so she was six there years. Six and and I think it's why she's well adjusted. Her amazing babysitters, Stephen and Keely and Posey and Maddie and Maggie and all, Margie. Yeah, and, all, well, they're all actors or composers. And, and, and from my experience of you guys doing the New York thing, raising your child in Hell's Kitchen and doing shows, is that it was a fun adventure. You guys are very adventurous. And, love, you know, adventure is out there, as we yeah. say. That's the theme <laughs> of our life. You have a whole bathroom that's like we about have an up themed bathroom yes. and an up doormat. It's over the top to say the least. <laughs> and well Jared is the bathroom and Jared but, is extra. So that's but talk I, about talk about this last year and your decision to move to yeah. move out of Hell's Kitchen and move to Orlando. I'm very curious of your where you currently are. Maybe you ha I'm sure you've reflected on this and the difference of raising your child in Hell's Kitchen versus Orlando. In, in Florida, and and I know part of the year was also in Georgia, but yeah. talk about talk about because actually, actually, just hearing some a couple times hearing you talk, I've gotten nostalgic for New York and hearing you, I got a little emotional thinking hearing too. about right. So, but talk about this process for you and the decision to to let go of the apartment, move to Orlando, and and what the experience has been like for you guys and Georgia. I think the main reason was financial. You know, yeah. we have a kid and we want to send her to college one day. And we just looked at the numbers. And we like, sat down and did the math on we my like, mom's porch in Savannah, Georgia. We were like paying rent and not living there from March to say January. I said, that's like over $30,000. Yeah. And I was like, do we want to just keep that apartment and throw away all that money? Or should we, that's a material thing. Should we step away? 
and see how long this pandemic lasts. Yeah. Um, and so we were at Lindsay's mom's in Savannah for four months mm -hmm. and we had a job opportunity that we needed to be in a bigger city for. And it was like Orlando or Atlanta. And we always joked about retiring in Orlando. You oh, know? yeah. I, mean, I was like, I want to be the mayor of Main Street. That would be a great job to retire and do. I love talking to people. So um, <laughs> we we ended up working for an amazing company down here for four months. It's and it a was, seasonal gig. It was an insurance company that for um, Medicare. And yeah. so that they enroll until like November. And then so um, we were Zoom, like corporate Zoom performance coaches. Hmm. So we were hired to help them quickly teach everyone that worked for them to become Zoom insurance salespeople. So for, for Medicare for, to seniors. And we also were hired to help them create online seminars. So it used to be when you enrolled in Medicare, you went to like a big conference center or something, or people came into your house to tell you about your options. And that became like, you know, obviously soups unsafe during the pandemic. Like, oh, 80 year old lady, I'm, I'm going to come breathe all up on your house. So we can't <laughs> do that anymore. So we, we t like recorded these seminars telling people about their options. With a lot of medical jargon. So we became the face of the company for that, for, for that the time, time they needed us yeah. to be. We recorded, you know, Espanolo, prima you know, like yeah, we did, did that. we did Very voiceovers sexy. on the phone for the, <laughs> we did, you know, postcards and all kinds of stuff. So that ended. And now we just started this Disney YouTube show because we're here. And that's what our favorite thing to watch on TV, yeah. watch Disney Blue like, Block and all ears. And we like a good, like, um, and this started in New York when we were in New York, um, we would love to just sort of veg out and watch other people's Disney YouTube vlogs. It, yeah. You're looking for something to distract your brain. Escapism. We do the same things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we um, but just take it back. We we made that decision in uh to to let go of our apartment in New York. We paid rent what in uh March, April. Yeah. And we, then we gave notice to the landlord in May, and it was sad. It was sad. We love that apartment. I think that's the longest place we've ever lived. Yeah. With this beautiful outdoor space. You know, a 10 minute walk from there Wicked. Was part of letting that apartment go meant like, are we quitting the business? What does it mean? And we, we keep running into that question like, wait, what does this mean? Like, and when I make this this decision, and this time has been one little decision after another, right? Where you're like, do I go this way? Do I go this way? Do I go this way? And I try to remind myself that it doesn't have to mean something huge every time. So like, just because I'm doing this shift right now doesn't mean I've quit acting. I live in Orlando and now I teach baby music class, you know, or whatever, which, you know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, Maybe you'd I be great at that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I would be good at that. <laughs> but... Each little decision like that isn't doesn't have to mean that you've quit or that you've given up or that uh, an era has ended. You just have to keep going and yeah. keep making the little decisions. And that's the interesting thing, as you guys know, being successful performers, that you know everybody's like, well, you know, what are you doing in Texas? When are you moving back? And it's like, I don't know. I don't when we're know. moving back. When's from the pandemic? When is over? when is Broadway? <laughs> when when yeah. when is our health insurance and union going to be solvent? And when are like, hundreds of people going to stop dying every day? How yeah, about yeah. that? Is so um, until then, we're just, you know, reviewing churros and Mickey waffles yeah. and uh, making the most of yeah. it. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we moved to Orlando really for two reasons. One, um, they had a camera person there for our insurance job. We filmed a lot of these things at the Hilton Park Soleil, which is near Disney Springs. And they have like the company has a timeshare there. So we, they would 
they would use that room to film things. It was a three bedroom, you know, and this guy named Jimmy is the cameraman. And he's like one of the most surprising people I've ever met. (laughs) He is very talented. He is like a big dude with a beard, but he walked in and he had on, um, Elton John sunglasses. Elton John sunglasses. And he had like a sailor tattoo. And I was like, gay. And he, he had been, and he had been uh, f- filming a fishing so show. I, you know, thought he was gay for a while and then he wasn't gay. And he shoots, <laughs> shoots fishing shows and he can't eat gluten. He's the best, most fun guy ever. But he's amazing. But <laughs> when we shot these things, you guys know being <laughs> on set or in a Broadway show, there's so many people. There's hair and there's makeup and there's a director and a choreographer. And when we were doing this, the company, we never like saw them in person. And no, they were like, we've never um, seen them in person. They were like, direct yourselves and set up the shot and change the script how you think it works best and and it was like wait we're totally everything and you know who we learned a lot of stuff from jimmy yeah the camera guy so he taught us like about lighting he taught us about sound we have like um blankets on the wall in here and lights in here because jimmy the camera guy who shoots fishing shows taught us how to do all of that so (laughs) um, you know i'm sure you guys have learned how to do a lot of new things during this time just pivot the best way you can yeah so yeah, yeah, we had to be creative. So we went from the insurance thing. We also did um, concerts, and that started in Savannah. Yeah, singing in people's driveways. So Literally, good. I love seeing those floor. videos. Yeah. So the crazy thing about that was just you just needed a plug to plug in our big Bose speaker, and we and an didn't, iPhone. We didn't use microphones because you know, like you, we didn't have Steven, any. you just sing. <laughs> you just yeah. sing loud. You don't need one. Yeah. And so there were probably twenty or thirty people spaced out. Um, you mm-hmm. know, socially distanced. And, you know, were there masks? And it was really awesome to do that because the weather in Savannah is perfect and for that. Jared is so good at this. Like he is a, you know, showman. So he is great at um, creating concerts and linking I love a cabaret. with I wasn't good at that before. And now I feel like I am. So I feel like I've learned about creating concerts. I know, like, I think I've learned, I don't know how many, 15 new songs since the That's pandemic. That's good. That's such a great, like, product like being productive during this time thing to to yeah and have our friends in new york like matt eisenstein at charlie and chocolate factory or dan mitchick at wicked help us like can yeah, you we need a track of this for and... recordings um and stuff like that so we did that and then when we moved to orlando we occasionally we've gone back to savannah to do more concerts just because that community my mom lives in is where it started and they would start talking to each other and then the other one like their neighbors would get jealous and they would want a concert too so that worked out great we did some online concerts, so we learned how to do that. But our friend, we had an, an angel friend that was like, hey, I, I've always wanted to do a YouTube show. Why don't you guys have a YouTube show? And we were like, uh, we, you know, we practically one, film but... every moment of our life anyway. And she said, if I send you a GoPro, you want to do this? And so we we made an agreement. We're like, let's do this. And mm-hmm. so she she's our she's the guru producer. and she's a great, great friend of ours. Um, and uh, she's like, how about this? What if I what if I send you guys to the Polynesian Hotel and you review the pools and we're like this okay. sounds yes. awesome because she she has a job and loves Disney as much or more than we do and so it, she's not able to visit the parks right now with her family and so it's amazing that we've been able to create this with her. We use her um, DVC points, which would have otherwise gone to waste. Like, 
gone to waste. Yeah, so yeah. the company is called Family Travel. So look it up on YouTube and you can watch yeah. all the videos. Yeah. Oh, please. I've been watching them and I love them and do I'm you... vicariously living through you, of course. So well, do you I... do you edit your own videos? I'm always no. amazed by like yeah. the editing is our friend, so good. Our friend, Thank you. Our friend Will him. Pitts is a genius and he's a uh, musician, film scoring student right now. He's He's unbelievable, but he it's what he does. And so we film it on. That's the great thing about the GoPro. It uploads online. And so he gets it in Atlanta and he does all that music and, and editing. He's he's an actual like paid employee by the person our friend who produces the YouTube show. Okay. We are not paid. We are making this um we get to go to the we're reimbursed for going to the park though and we get to go places for free right eventually we hope it makes money if we get enough you know subscribers that's how youtube works um and watch hours and stuff but it's been an amazing project because i don't know about you but like i'm the kind of person that needs a project or i will Mm -hmm. lose my mind yes (laughs) it is funny guys it hit 42 this morning in orlando which i know in new york it's snowing and you guys in texas it's warmer but um, it hit 42, and we're supposed to go do a Valentine's episode tomorrow at Magic Kingdom. And I was like, let's bump it. Let's bump it to Friday. It's going to be 70 cold. on Friday. We've lost our cold hardiness. Already. So this, <laughs> this is as much work as we're doing. We're like, oh, we can't go to Magic Kingdom. These are our problems. We do um, have a lot of luxury probs. What, what is, um, what is uh, one thing about that you've now learned about living in Orlando that is something that you love that you had no idea that it would be that way now that you've that now you that you're what? living there. We got some good, good sunsets. Oh, the sunsets are crazy here. Every day. Y'all. You know, in New York, you don't get to see the sunset because it's half hour and we're in yeah. between a bunch of skyscrapers. Oh, yeah, that's why I haven't gotten to but see the But there's sky here and the clouds, I'm just shocked. the clouds here. Another cool thing, the neighborhood we live in is called Windermere. And so it's we're 2.1 miles north of the castle in Magic Kingdom. So we can really see it from our bedroom and the porch. But this neighborhood, you don't think about a neighborhood being around Disney or people living there. But two guys, that uh, a gay couple below us that run the monorail, they they go to work in their monorail outfits every day. And we it's fan girl out over them. I Our next door neighbor uh, is the hostess at Chef Mickey's. Um, and they're amazing. They're all great people. But all these cast members live here. And something cool about our apartment complex is they get notifications from Disney saying, hey, we're going to test the fireworks Friday. It'll be after 10, between 10 and 12. We're sorry. We'll it's keep a, it to like 15 a minutes. a noise nuisance announcement. And so like, usually it happens every night. But if there's a pause like this, they just want to remind you if you have pets or children, like, sorry, we're just going to do it. And so they've only tested fireworks twice, but we, we're like, so oh, it's awesome. happening. So we'll sit out there with a drink and wait for the fireworks. Yeah. And there's a little lake outside our apartment. And it, you can see the reflection on our lake. That's how close we are. So it, yeah. that's the coolest thing about living in Orlando for me. Well, and just going to the park going, oh, we, we have universal passes now. We're like, yeah. we just went to Universal yesterday and rode two rides because Georgia wanted to ride the Jurassic Park thing she hadn't done. We so, saw Craig so. Jessup, a.k.a. Breedlove there. Just ran oh. into him. He's the makeup um, supervisor at Wicked, for anybody who doesn't know. And he also is a um, an artist in his own right, Breedlove. Um, and we work together, actually, for All Ears, which is... Um, Connected to Disney Food Blog, actually. It's another All great show. Yeah. Yeah. All Year's.net. All Year's.net. It's another, it's another great Instagram show. And, and, and Brett, um, Craig is full-time with them right now. There. And yeah. uh, it's amazing. So so that's the cool thing, getting to pop into a theme park just for a couple also, hours. Also, like, the people, especially around Christmas, I really noticed this. The people of this area are, like, just sort of fun and enthusiastic. So, like, everyone had 
huge Christmas decorations. Yeah, like, and inflatables and so lights. So we live in an area that has a bunch of townhomes, like little townhomes, and y'all, they are not playing. It's like huge, like the front of their house is like, you know, 10 feet long, but at least eight feet of it is taken up by inflatable Christmas. Frosty or Olaf. Or, or Olaf or the, a lot of Disney decorations. And it's just like cheery. Everybody has Disney stickers all over the back of their car. Um, it's a cheery place. And, you know, the my, one of my favorite things is being in the Publix. We live near a Publix, which is the grocery store in Florida, and seeing cast members with their name tag off, but they're wearing like Mickey's Friendship Fair outfit yeah, or yeah. Be Our Guest. They look like, like a fantasy ye, land. Ye fantasy. old Renaissance outfit. And, There's some, yeah. you know, in the park, you don't realize what they're wearing, but when it's in public, yeah, like, it does stand oh, up. they work in Tomorrowland. Like, <laughs> I was somebody from Cinderella's Royal Table in line at Publix the other day. And that does, you go, whoa, look at you, you know? <laughs> Do you ever see anybody in like the Haunted Mansion maid outfit? I, I haven't, haven't seen that yet. yet. Not yet. The day yeah. is warm, though. I mean, yeah. that's what I want to see. Just somebody just like in a dark yeah. outfit, like shopping. Yeah, just a dark, <laughs> an eight, like, like a Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you said it's a cheery place. So does that feel different than Hell's Kitchen? It does. And I think um, we were out of New York for four months before we went back to move our stuff out, which was a dark time. That was a dark time. June, where we decided... We were like, we're going to dr- fly to New York, which was scary. Wearing two masks and glasses and a yeah, face shield. Face shield. And-, and then we're going to unpack our whole life in three days and then drive back to Savannah, Georgia in a U-Haul. In a U-Haul. Yeah. But I will say. After- it cost $2,800. We were like. We were oh, like, yes, oh moving my is so goodness. expensive. We spent all our money doing that. But, you know, it's like we had to. That that was, was less than a month. It was less than a month's rent, and we were like, we can't keep doing we this. We have to. We have to stop train. bleeding money. Yeah. Um, so um, we we went and packed up all of our stuff, and immediately, having been out of New York, when you live in New York City, and we have been lucky to have great jobs, but it's it's hard. Everything is harder in in New York City. New York. It's harder to get anywhere. It's harder to get anything done. Everything is a little harder to do, and more expensive, and more way more expensive, and. Yeah. We Raspberries here in, are three dollars, and in New York they're like eight dollars. Um, we landed in JFK, and I remember immediately being hit with just one difficult challenge and ickiness after another. And then uh, I remember like trying to order food in the JFK airport, and somebody was freaking out and yelling at the person trying to make the food, and it was like a negative energy cloud that I had originally, you know, having lived in New York for 17 years, built up a tolerance to Yeah, my tolerance had worn off. And all of a sudden I could see it again. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. And the, the funny thing was when we stepped in our apartment after living in Lindsay's mom's huge house, um, we stepped in our apartment and it felt it, like we were in a cave. It looked like a fairy house, it, y'all. It felt like the walls were caving in. Like a tiny miniature door. And Lindsay had her wicked parties on our little porch. Or like I had the whole cast of Dave, like 18 people. Yeah. And the producer of Warner Brothers. And, we were and now I'm embarrassed. I was like, how do we have 18 people in our living room? <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, how did we even do that? And also, you guys, I walked up. The first thing I saw when we walked up to our apartment is that someone had stolen my bike. <sighs> and you know what I said to myself? I said, God... Thank you for this sign that I'm doing the right thing. (laughs) And that is really what that felt like to me. I felt like, and I feel like, and I I believe in God, and I know everybody has a lot of different spiritual beliefs, but be it God or the universe or whatever energy that is sending you 
signs or correction. I really felt it in that moment. And I feel like I get a lot of signs that tell me I'm doing the right thing, be it like for now. Yeah. Yeah. For right now, for right now. So I'm just taking those little decisions and I keep going and it doesn't have to mean anything huge, but I feel like every once in a while I get a little like, Hey, you're doing okay. Keep going. Yeah. Our seven year old daughter (laughs) is loving going to theme parks all the time and having mommy and daddy, mostly mommy be the school teacher. But of course she misses kids. She wants to play with kids. She is lonely. We want to send her to school. And so hopefully, um, you know, we'll be able to do that in the fall. But um, right now it's good because we can cram in school two days of school in like, yeah, six hours, but, and then go to you go know to the parks. Do a theme park. Yeah, yeah. That's so but cool. everything here is easier to do. Um, there's a lot of things I really miss about New York too. But well, um, you need to watch if you haven't watched on Netflix. Pretend it's a city. Oh no, Fran, I haven't. Fran Lebowitz and Martin Scorsese, and. And she's literally talking about it. it, it, it you'll love it. It's, it'll make you nostalgic for New York, but it also make you realize, like, wow, yeah. Like, she's why literally like, so hard. <laughs> yeah, she's, and that's literally mm-hmm. one of the things she says. She's like, why would anyone live in New York? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we do it and we find a way it's to like, make it. In the world. And when, it, when oh, New York yeah. is firing on all cylinders, it's, it's untouchable, oh, yeah. it's unbeatable. You know it what is. I miss, though? I miss, I miss that feeling of opportunity that only happens like in New York City. But there is something about New York that says, no matter who you are, something truly miraculous could happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's unlikely, and you're probably going to have a really hard time. But it could be. <laughs> no, if you day, if you stick around long enough, something yeah, will happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, or like, you know, it could be that you wait for the, you know, number 10 bus on 10th Avenue and it doesn't come and you're late for half hour and you step in human poop or it could be (laughs) that your agent calls you and you get to fly to LA to be in CSI Miami. Both of those things can happen the same day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so showbiz addicted. Like you can, you know, I love rehearsing on 42nd street for like sister act and seeing Christian Slater. I'm like, that's Christian Slater. (laughs) Like we were going to the Thanksgiving parade last year, right before, you know, COVID hit. And we got out of the cab at like Columbus and, you know, 69th or something. And we step out of the cab with our daughter and I go, hi, Adina. And there's Adina Menzel face to face with us. She's walking to her tent and she goes, hi. And she's like, I don't know you. I'm going to keep walking. But I just like, Georgia, there's Elsa. Elsa. You can step out of the cab in New York and there's Elsa. Elsa. And uh, I was more starstruck than Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you have really helped us today. I don't even think you realize it. Just hearing you say what you said, so we we join you. We are mm-hmm. in the same place. We're letting God tell us where to go, and yeah. that is really, um, I think, all we can do in this moment. And I think um, you, you just can't mess it up that bad. That's what I really want everyone to know. Yeah. Like, we're alive. We're doing it right. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah. Just keep going. And if you make a decision, and it turns out that you want to make a decision in another direction, worst case scenario, you shift gears again. You did it once. I mean, yeah. you, you're talking to us from Texas. You made it there. If you can make that happen, you can go in a whole other direction and that'll probably work out great too. Yeah. And of course, everybody, you know, on, on Facebook and Instagram and the internet, everything looks perfect, but like, Oh no, not perfect. Lindsay and I had so many things go wrong yesterday yeah, and we, we both last night before we went to bed, we're like, it's okay. We're depressed and we're making the most out of it. And yeah. look at all the things we did this week 
and you just have to talk about it because nobody is it. perfect. Yeah. And so it was like, hey, and tomorrow we're going to have a great day. We're going to do this, this, and this, and that's going to be enough. So yeah. well, you better make room for us because we're coming to Orlando. Yeah. We're going to come see you. Um, we're in the room where you're going to stay. I have so many plans already. <laughs> we have a COVID running. testing place down the street. It's very exciting. There's also our next door neighbors are moving out. So if you want to just. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Dax and Kellen. Um, you know, they have a two bedroom. It's oh, cute. Orlando sounds nice. Orlando does. And sound we have nice. seven month leases here. So if you just Ooh. want to spend seven months. Ooh, that sounds really ideal. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll discuss off we'll discuss off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can just camera. scan our bathroom instead. <laughs> I can't wait to see you guys and, and do the parks with you. Um yeah. okay. So let's move on to our segment that we call Spotlight on Love. Woo! So we had someone write in to us on Instagram in the DMs. We don't have a name for her. It's a it's a guy. Oh, it's a guy. But he, I didn't put his name because I just figured most people would like to stay anonymous. Oh, yeah. So he wrote, so me and my girlfriend are arguing a lot more than we ever have lately. And we are both in high school and we have been together for three years and I don't know what to do. So what would be some advice for a high school romance arguing? Hmm. First of all, can I say that I think it's really cool that a heterosexual high school student follows you? I thought the same thing. That's awesome. That's, that's, awesome. Why, I assumed, that's, why, I was that's like, why I assumed it was a lesbian. I know. I was like, no, it's actually a guy. No, that kid is woke and I love him. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jared, I think you're probably better at answering this because when I was in high school, I didn't have... I wasn't in any kind of romantic relationship. So I was just like listening to South Pacific by myself in my room. So guys, public, I'm Lindsay's first boyfriend ever. So isn't that amazing? Um, so when I was growing up, the girl that I had an annual pass with their, her family, we dated for like six years and we were best friends and we knew we were going to get married and, and have kids and have a perfect life. And um, I couldn't see anything but that. And of course I never knew I would meet Lindsay. Right. But I'm still friends with this girl, this nice high school girlfriend of mine I'm but you know too. we both we both went to college and you know like you have to you have to see what else is out there so it's not the end of the world you might go well should we should we take a two-week break and see if that makes our life better is there somebody else it's in pandemic times too this is tricky yeah it's really hard so um it's not the end of the world and i know when you're in high school it feels, it feels like, like it's the end, the end of the world, of the world. Yeah, but um, you never know what else is out there. So that might not be the answer he wants to hear. I, I would say, the, um, if you feel like you guys are um, unhappy together more than you're happy together, then um, it might be time to just take a moment, take a break uh, from each other. That's that's what I'm gonna throw out there. Yeah, I had no idea when I was dating my friend in high school that, you know, I would move to New York and be a Broadway actor. And I just knew I liked community theater. So like your whole, your whole life can change. So just know that it's not the end of the world. You guys can try and keep, keep it together. And even though you're fighting, you can fight to keep that together. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, you know what? I've had a lot of people in my life recently that have gotten back together like 10 years later with people they dated in like high school or college. I know who you're talking about. My brother did that. A beautiful thing to see. Oh, wait, yeah. you guys? My twin brother did that. Yeah, oh, he, he he was married. He, he was married and they divorced. And then his old high school sweetheart came back in his life. Now they're married and have a kid. Sometimes you got to step away because mm -hmm. I have to say that I'm like 912% different than I was when I was 17. Right. You know? <laughs> right. 
Like you're a totally different human being. I mean, the thing I hear about this is in, in this person's question is the three years they've been together for three years and that oh, may okay. feel like an investment to you, the uh, three years, right? And you, and you feel like, oh, I've put in all this work for three years and if I let it go. But the truth is like those three years of what you've learned about each other is going to help you find the better thing, the thing that's going to make you happy, yeah. right? Absolutely. My, my advice is to maybe just forget about it and focus on your homework and focus <laughs> on getting into college. I love it. Don't worry about it because... Like they, we've all said, you're going to change and life's going to change. Steven has said this to all of our nieces I and say nephews. it to everyone in our family. They're like, I don't know. I like this boy. I'm like, Stop. Focus on your school. Are you doing your yeah. homework? What What are your grades? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get it together. Yeah. Yeah, because the people they're going to be. That's yeah. the good uncle right yeah. there. Yeah, getting a good college. You'll meet that, you'll meet that yeah. heart, heartthrob there. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to put uh, in the show notes uh, links for family travel, for all that you're working on so that people can come follow you and see all these awesome Disney adventures. It's a yeah, lot of fun. We've been calling ourselves the Broadway Bradshaws. So if you just look that up, we have a website. It'll that has, all like, pop our up on the website stuff. or YouTube. It'll all yeah. pop up. It's brilliant. So if anybody wants custom concerts or wants to just... Uh, escape their real life and watch a beautiful family go to the parks. Go check out Lindsay and Jared in Georgia. They're so cute. Hey, we'll we'll just do a concert for your family. Family of four, we'll just do it just for you. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know all the songs now. Yeah. She knows like 15 new songs besides yeah. Wicked. <laughs> besides the entire cast of Wicked. Uh, cast reporting. Okay, yeah. but we are so grateful to have you come on the podcast. Thank, Thank you for we miss you so much. Yeah. Uh, thanks and for being here. Thank you we're, for having us. We're going to plan our trip and we're going to come see you very soon. I love that. Oh, boy. I'm already doing my outfit in my head for when you come. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to. We have to Disney, Disney bound right? together. No, we have to. This we sounds have great. To. <gasps> it's going to oh, be okay. so much. It's going to have to be, you know, Tinkerbell or something. We'll, we'll figure out the bound for so that. So that's what? There's five of us. We could be like the It's so like Captain Hook, Peter Pan, Wendy. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you got to do different yeah. outfits for different parts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to discuss. That. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, all right. Well, for all of you listening, thank you. Um, don't forget to subscribe. And it would really help us out if you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Don't forget to check out Broadway Life Apparel. We have new designs that are released every month at BroadwayLifeApparel.com. And on this podcast, we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.